Welcome to Focus on 2025, which is myself, Michael Moore in Singapore, Chris Beaumont in Japan, and Chris Riley in the United States. Focus on 2025 is a friendship, really, born out of the innovations and creativity that built global brands over the last three decades at global creative agencies, studios, academic institutions, and companies such as Apple. Now, having worked and collaborated across multiple continents, categories, and cultures, we came together to share insights and think together about the future of business in and beyond 2025. So, Chris Riley, can you expand on our collaboration and why the focus on 2025? I think it's really good that you describe the collaboration as a friendship. I think it's important to understand that the uh, that collaborations are not processes of structure and organization alone. They are grounded in, uh, in, in kind of respect and friendship when they work really, really well. And so I think the three of us came together as people have known each other for quite a long time. We have quite, a, have quite different skill sets, but we've been in the similar industries. And it was just basically extremely enjoyable to think together uh, about a world that was transforming rather quickly. And, and how, I mean, I think we were all quite surprised at the speed with which we began to get clarity um, about, about the future. And one of the things that happened to us was we talked to uh, a friend who was very senior at a major corporation, and he pointed out that the work we were doing was urgent. And uh, we began to understand that uh, the urgency was not to simply understand what was going on in the world and the way that it would affect business or any of our clients. But the urgency was to have the story for our clients or for a business well told around those issues. And that um, we chose 2025 uh, because in our judgment, uh, things were coming to a head after the pandemic in particular. And that by 2025, uh, most businesses would have had to retell the strategic narrative, which we'll talk about later on, in an incredibly clear and compelling way. And so uh, the urgency uh, just became the urgency to get the story straight based on our understanding of how the world was changing, rather than an urgency simply to understand how the world was changing. And I think the three of us, we've been uh, working both together and independently for quite a long time, found that subject fascinating and um, enjoyable to think about. Yeah, very much so. And so, so Chris Beaumont, what, what are some of the other implications here? Leadership has never been more important. Uh, there are many dynamics occurring simultaneously. Uh, that change is accelerating. But I think critically that the nature of change itself is also changing. So what was fixed, the pandemic showed it was a variable. And despite the fact that we have more information, people feel less informed. So leaders have to bring context and clarity, and that's the that's the foundation of strong and positive leadership to bring the story alive, to be credible and relevant, as Chris says. And therefore, it's never been more important to be able to simplify 
the complex, to deal effectively with the future. I think we need to absolutely realize that we have to manage two equally inevitable conditions. On the one hand, uncertainty, and on the other, risk. And the complexity of change is increased by this growing interdependence of our world, which is wonderful, but it means our story has to be absolutely clear. And in, in turn, then, do you both think that leadership needs clarity? Um, Chris Beaumont, perhaps you can address that. Well, leaders need to be able to tell good stories. They need to be able to move people, move up their organizations, and ultimately move markets. You know, technology is transforming industry after industry, and perhaps not so much, never so much as the media landscape where we all came from, which, you know, since the millennium has seen the traditional hierarchical mass media upended by a flat network interconnectivity across the globe, which has spurned social media and narratives that have become the mainstay of everybody's lives and ideas can come from anywhere, such is the extent of our global interconnectivity. And we think that that's far more important than globalization. So Chris Riley, building on that, that thought of narratives? Well, I think the solution is what we call the strategic leadership narrative. It's strategic in the sense that it's based on the objectives of a business and an understanding of how it operates. It offers leadership people can easily follow, including your employees and your customers, and people look up to you and they go where you want them to go. To quote Ted Sorensen, we go to the moon not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Come and join us on this journey. Uh, so the, the leadership piece is about creating followers uh, and then narrative. Narrative is the ultimate simplification of the complex. Biblical narratives, ancient narratives, modern narratives. What a narrative actually does is enable you to grasp a very complicated world in a relatively easy way. So I think we've called that strategic leadership narrative. And that is now the heart of every business. It's not just a nice add-on. It's not part of corporate communications. It's not just your brand campaign. It's actually the definition of uh, why you exist and what you do. And then just continuing on that thought, uh, Chris Riley, just building on your last point and regarding our backgrounds, um, how are they more relevant to this constantly evolving um, context and the need for, for clarity and strategic leadership narrative? I mean, how does our coming together potentially inspire effective change beyond marketing? Well, I think well, there are a couple of things going on which we've got a lot of experience in. Uh, and the first is, I think, because we've all come out of the world of branding and communications, we we have a particular sensitivity to the power of culture. And we we used to say, you know, brands are businesses that achieve cultural influence. And I think this is the piece that's quite often missing in the very analytic business book approach to thinking about strategy. How do you exist culturally, which is all about story and meaning. It's not about facts and actions and benefits. Those things are important as well, of course. Uh, and the second thing is that because, because we've worked in different countries uh, and seen things evolve around the world, we're very sensitive to the idea of ethics and how the ethics in one place may not translate into the ethics in another. 
And we've also seen the way the internet has uh, un, un, kind of unbundled the social agreements around ethics. And so now I think uh, we have these two very important insights which have transformed the way we all think. The first is that a strategic leadership narrative has to be grounded in a very well understood ethic or ethics. And the second is in order for it to be effective, it has to resonate culturally through what people mean and think and feel, not just um, what the company does or what the business achieves. And so finally, Chris Beaumont, sort of building off that last point from, from Chris Riley, some have said that we are in an era of change, but you believe we are in a change of era. Yes, I think we are. We agree that the three of us, at least, that we're now living in the sustainability age. And during the industrial age, people on the planet were exploited and it was extractive. In the sustainability age, people and planet will be sustained. In the industrial age, transformation was facilitated by machines. In the sustainability age, transformation will be re the result of technological innovation empowered by culture and ethics. This is a massive shift that transforms society, culture, economics, and in fact, the world order. So life beyond 2025 is life in the sustainability age. The sustainability age is about sustaining cultural values within a globalized and interconnected context. In other words, culture are not static in opposition to globalization. They are dynamic and they are part of globalization. They're creating constantly evolving, innovative and exciting cultural expressions. So our text is not a leadership, leadership text, but a practical way of thinking for leaders to motivate and effect change, effect change in the sustainability age. And I think if I can add to that before we conclude, just one small thing. Um, the poet David White said this really great thing. He said, if the path ahead is clear, if the path ahead is clear, it is clearly not your path. And that is the challenge of the strategic narrative that Chris is talking about. The perspective I think we have attained is one where we can absorb an understanding of what is going on and then determine what the path ahead should be. And I think that's extremely exciting. And so therefore, in order to set off or, or achieve uh, the right success along that path. What it means is that every decision you make today has an impact on your preparedness for the opportunities that will emerge by 2025. Or as we've said in, in previous podcasts, uh, with the focus on 2025, the best way to imagine the future is to create it.